and welcome back to a fresh episode of Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And if you haven't yet, check out my weekly emails where I share actionable B2 marketing, website, SEO tips, useful podcasts, goodies, and more. You can give it a shot over at businessgrowth.email. Joining me today, I've got Blake Stroizic. Blake is the founder over at Bull Media. Blake, welcome to the show, sir. How are we? Good, Sam. And I got to say, to plug your newsletter, I saw the, what was the subject line, like marketing legend come across my like inbox this morning and gave it a read through. Dude, newsletter, I've been like subscribed for like six months. I like, I love the newsletter. Appreciate that, man. Very, very kind of you to say. Didn't even pay you to say it. So that, that's that's a top man right there. But today, Blake, we're going to be talking about the big battle, pay search versus SEO, the ultimate showdown. Which is best? Is one better? Which should be to be companies investing? And we're going to be talking through all of that and much more. Before we do, Blake, for anyone that's not so familiar with paid search, or SEO, what would be your quick one-liner description of each? Yeah, so for paid search, if you're not familiar with it, like paid search would be on, you know, uh, the two primary search engines that most B2B companies are to come across. So Google search and Bing search, and it's primarily Google search that everyone focuses on. But for paid search, you are paying Google to show up as a sponsored result when somebody is making a search. And so like you'll be one of those sponsored listings at the very top of your search engine result page, whether you're on your desktop or mobile. And on the organic side, you're going to be the results just below those paid results. So same thing. You're going to be uh, showing up when somebody's searching for you. But it's just a different way to go about showing up on the paid side. You obviously pay the organic side. There's a lot that goes into that. So those are my probably three sentence explanations on that, Sam. <laughs> and most importantly, which is better for B2B companies? That's that, that. That's the million, or if you look at Google search business, hundreds of millions of dollar <laughs> uh, question. But I think for me, I'd be curious to get your take on how you advise clients at Web Choice. But for me, when a client comes and they want to think about doing paid search, I think it comes down to a couple of things. So the first piece is, you know, what space are you playing in? So mm. for example, if there's a company that's, you know, going after a really expensive category like CRM or um, there's a lot of software categories that are just really expensive, then it's a question of, okay, like how much budget do you think you'd have to allocate to paid search? And does that make sense for where you're at as a business right now and how much funding you have, all those different things. So I think that's mm. one big piece is like, what space are you in? Like, are you going to be competing in the CRM category, which is just really bloody? Or are you going to be in a kind of a more niche category where there might be some greenfield? So I think that's the first thing for paid search. The second thing is, are you trying to establish a new category? Or are you already in an established category? So for companies that are trying to establish like a whole new category, there's nobody searching for what you do. They're probably searching for adjacent solutions or things that are like what you do, but nobody's searching for what you specifically do. So if you're trying to create this whole new movement, right? Like Drift back in the day, trying to do conversational marketing, there's search demand. There was search demand for chatbots or like you know website chatbots, but not conversational marketing. So understanding which space you play in and how you're positioned is key. So I'd say those are like the big two things that I start with. Like what category are you in? Does it make sense to compete there? And what does the search volume look like for what you're trying to play at? And if you're trying to create a new category, this paid search really makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Some some good points. Um, like you say, some some sectors can just be super expensive when it comes to paid search, when it comes to Google Ads. And in that case, is there a is there like a line where you can draw off whether it's worth or not? Like like you say, for example, with CRM, if you're just going after generic keywords around CRM or similar, the cost per click is going to be so high several pounds right. several dollars just to click through and unless you are a, a massive brand or you've got a ton of cash ton of funding is it even worth going after these when they're when they're so competitive you are if you are 
fairly new or have limited resource or budget? Like what what should be the considerations there? So I think in like in like that specific you know scenario or like example, I think it'd be a question of you know you're probably going to be more niche down than just going after just that broad category. Like you're going to be like CRM for contractors or whatever it might be. So yep. I think that's a big piece at like the company strategy level that bleeds into your paid search strategy and and the organic search side too. Be curious to get your take there, but. Um, I think that's a piece of it. So like knowing like how, you know, if you're niched down, does that make sense? Which most companies should be, at least if they're just starting out. And then um, on the other side, it's just thinking how much upside does this bet and investment have for our business? So if there's a lot of search volume for it, might be a really good bet to try, right? When you consider it against other options. But I would say like segment, like look at your like positioning, like, not just going after that like head turn, but going after something you feel like you might actually have a chance to win in at mm. both like a company and a paid search strategy level. And then, um, yeah, kind of like looking at uh, the other piece there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and the other points you raised were, yeah, looking at cost per click, looking at your overall budget, and mm -hmm. also making sure if the um, the category that you're going after is a mature category, i.e., are people aware of your solution? Are people actually searching for what you do? Or is it right. something brand new, i.e. you're the first in your market or people aren't really aware of the problem that your offer is fixing? So if that is the case, if it is a brand new market, brand new offer, does that mean that in your thoughts, paid search isn't necessarily the best route to go down? I mean, it depends, right? It depends how new with what you're going after is. Um, for example, I worked with a Series B uh, MarTech client back when I um, was working at Agency Refined Labs. And you know, when I was working at, uh, with this client, they were in a space where what they were trying to create, there was no search volume for it. And really just what they were doing, there wasn't like a good term for what the uh, you know, software they're putting together was doing and so you know we ran a couple different experiments um some were against you know how they were replaced like a physical agency others were against um you know kind of like similar tools but not quite mm. the same and really we just never got to a point where we can make like the math work from just like the top of getting conversions and then like you know you have to have enough conversion volume to justify like having a full funnel and, like we couldn't even really fill the funnel with that strategy. So I think like right. when you're creating a category, like going back to the drift example from a couple of years ago, like there's probably a case for them in the chatbot category. And I'm sure they did from a paid search perspective to do that. But I think it depends on what you're doing. I don't know. How do you, how do you view that, Sam? Not far off agreeing really. Um, yeah. I, and I say, I say much the same. In fact, we did a podcast, a solo episode a while back on when not to do SEO. And a lot of the points you just raised, I was, I was the same really like, if you are in a brand new category, which these days, not that many companies are, let's face it. Most right. companies that are started are in a fairly mature market, um, unless they're trying to break through with a groundbreaking idea or concept. Most of the time, you're in a vertical, you're in an industry where people are aware there's some kind of solution or offer to the problem that you fix or the results you bring. Um, so it's not like a massively common thing. And usually if you are breaking into a new market, you're well aware of the challenges ahead of time. Um, mm -hmm. So as, in short, what I'm saying is, yeah, yeah I, I agree with a lot of the points. Like if people don't know your offer or your, your, the solution you're, you provide is out there, then yes, there's probably not that much demand to capture with Google search, i.e. paid search, organic search might not be the best use of your time. Yes, there are tricks you can do with SEO or best practices, i.e. you could go higher up the funnel where people are searching for questions around what you do. You could look to perhaps get onto some competitor searches if people are looking for alternatives to their current provider, et cetera. Yes, but like you mentioned, might not be the best use of spend and you might be better off investing your dollars, your ad dollars or your resources into educating the market and trying to make them aware of what you fix or that there is even a solution out there before you then look to capture demand that you've created over time. Um, so that's probably what, what I'd say in, in that. And I, I don't know if you agree. No, I, I agree with that. Cause I think it's 
one of those things, like, I think he called it out well. It's like, where do your resources make the most sense? Like, could you make, like, paid organic mm. search work in those cases? Like, probably. Like, not maybe not super well, but you could make it work. But it's like, what else could you be doing with those resources? And sometimes, like you said, it's like, it's not a good fit. But then there's other times where it is a really good fit. Like, not necessarily in the category creation piece, but when you're in, a, in an established space, it can be a really good fit. So totally agree with what you're saying. And I think that's a decision. Like, I don't think a lot of people think of it in that framing, but when you think of it from like your customer's perspective, like, of course, they're not going to be searching for what we're doing because what we're doing is new and they don't know to search for that. So we should like focus on educating them versus trying to like capture them when they're already looking. For sure. And let's flip it on its head. When is, when is a good time to, to think about investing in paid search? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think the best time to think about investing in paid search is like we kind of talked about. It's when there is, you know, um, established category, there's already search for what you're um, offering. And so people are already kind of aware of the space you're playing in. So, you know, they're looking for like payroll software provider, those different types of things, right? Where they're already aware, um, where there's competition but not too much like obviously if there's no competition that's great but that probably means there's not a whole lot of search volume there um so right. you kind of want that like goldilocks of enough competition uh where there's enough you know meaningful searches happening there but also at the uh, same time you don't want too much where it's like so competitive and so bloody where you just have to spend so much money to acquire a customer like i think it's like that's like the uh, space you want to be in and then um not only do you want the search volume to be there, but I think what you also uh, need to have happen is like your solution is a, is a good fit for it and that your mm. business model makes sense for search, right? Because mm. if you're a really low, um, like a really low ACV software tool or you're like a kind of a lower margin services business, like yeah. it can make it really challenging on the paid search side sometimes, especially for those really competitive, um, those really like competitive keywords. Yeah, I want to get into kind of choosing the best keywords and dive mm-hmm. a bit deeper on that that in a sec. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. In regards to actually having a product or a ser- solution or a service that makes sense for paid search, um, what are some things that perhaps people should consider in terms of, I guess, weighing up that cost that they're going to be paying per click in terms of is their actual ticket size worth of the investment? Yeah, I think, it. you know, part of it's just like it's a relatively simple math problem, I guess, or equation rather, but it's kind of looking at it in a couple of ways. So like the first way is um, I don't, I couldn't like throw out like a dollar amount, like you need to be, you know, charging X to do paid search, right? Because it all depends on what are your costs per click? And then uh, for your cost per click, how many, you know, people does it take to get to your uh, website to convert them? So then what's your CPA? But I think yep. what it comes down to is like the core equation is saying, okay, you know, we're paying this cost per click and this, we have this percentage of click through rate. So we have this many people coming to the website. Um, we paid X amount for it. Of those people, we convert Y amount. And so we know our conversion rate's 3%, right? We get a hundred people come to our site, three of them, uh, you know, request a demo. And then you can kind of like build out your funnel math and track it throughout your CRM of those uh, leads that are tagged from paid search. And you can just kind of see if it makes sense, right? You just look at last touch, who came through paid search. Okay, so we had, you know, 20 demos from paid search. They each cost $1,000. Of those 20 demos, we had one person become a customer. That person cost $20,000 to become a customer. We have a $50,000, um, you know, average contract value software piece. That math makes sense, right? Like we, we get that paid back in five months with just that raw contract value on ad spend. That would make sense. On the flip side... If mm. you have like a hundred dollar tool or like, you know, say it's 150 bucks a year and it costs you $500 to acquire them. And you've got like mm. basically a three year payback period on that. Well, then that's a different story, right? Like if you're funded well, like maybe that doesn't matter to you and acquisitions, all that matters. But if you're trying to be efficient, like, you know, that's, it's not, not as efficient as it could be. Right. So I think those are like the considerations I think of Sam. Got it. Yeah. I mean, that, that will make sense. Right. And kind of working out how much bottom line it, it costs you to acquire that customer at the end. And then if that evens out nicely with your profit margins against 
what they're going to be paying per month, per year, right. per contract value, whatever that, that applies to your business. Um, but to work out those stats initially, does there have to be some kind of experimentation? Oh, I, I think so. Like, I think you've got to have, you know, what I always advise clients on, like what we're actively working on clients with is like, you need to establish your own benchmarks. And it goes back to that placing bets. And like, we were talking about the resourcing side. Mm. If you think it's a good, like, you know, if you look at all your options and you, you know, look at those identifiers, we talked about search volume, competitiveness, um, you know, what category you're playing in, who, who's searching, all those different things. You think it's a good bet? I 100% encourage um, companies to benchmark their own data, and so like to go out, experiment, test, and see like, okay, we're going to make a strategic bet this quarter for marketing, and we're going to test out paid search or for this half of the year. Now, I think the trick with that um, is number one, letting enough time to learn and iterate and improve is challenging. And then number two is if you don't have the experiment set up right from the beginning, you could get like a false result where, you know, because the experiment wasn't set up properly, because you weren't going after the right keywords, you didn't have yeah. you know, a good landing page, like it's deemed a failure when in reality, like it was just a, a tough setup from, or it wasn't a correct setup from the beginning. So yeah. I definitely think people should experiment, but kind of with those two caveats. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the foundations in a second. Um, sure. But in terms of, you touched on it a bit earlier, in terms of actually getting the right keywords, you mentioned you don't necessarily, and it's, it's a little bit similar with SEO, right? You don't necessarily want to go for something that's got tons and tons of traffic if it's very generic. Um, mm -hmm. So like you mentioned earlier, maybe it's payroll software. It's like the generic keyword. But then if you go, I don't know, payroll software for contractors or payroll software for financial companies, when you start niching it down, the long tail keyword specific to your industries you're going after, you'll notice that it has less com competition, might have way less mm -hmm. search volume. But if it's niche, niche down to your offer, that could be a good thing because there's less competitors and the people that are searching for it are ideal clients, perhaps. Um, but what are some of your kind of tips when it comes to actually assigning those keywords that you want to go after for a campaign? Yeah, so I've kind of been refining the um, keyword research process. I'd be curious what you guys do on the organic side. But like what I typically will do and kind of how I've been trained and iterated on it is going after um, on the paid search side, going after high intent terms. So like we mm. talked about that example you just shared, Sam, like, you know, that's a perfect example. Where it's like payroll, um, so pay payroll software for contractors like a, a term that's specific that matches like the search intent that we want. So, you know, on paid search, what you're looking for is uh, looking for people that are actively in market looking for your solution. Like you could go after that term, just like, um, you know, payroll for contractors and just like, you know, that might be someone like, or like what is payroll contractor software? Someone might be looking for that. And that's like informational, uh, which has yep. its value. But on the paid search side, I think it's really about going after the higher intent terms of someone that, you know, has the characteristics of being actively in market. And so basically with that lens in mind, um, to figure out the keywords, I'll do a couple of things. The first will be uh, just like, you know, me being an external partner. And when I was in-house, that's how I do it uh, as well, is talk with subject matter experts. And actually, you know, if we can talk to customers, that's even better or even prospects, yep. whoever figure out what would they search if they were looking for our solution. I think that's the best place to start. It's the lowest lift. So I start with that. The second thing I'll do is um, I'll look at what some close competitors are already um, bidding on for their paid search strategy. That's not to say that they're correct in what they're going after. They're just trying to figure it out like you are. But I think that's a good starting point, especially if there are more established competitors because they've had more time to try to flesh this out and figure it out. So I start with that primary research is one, two is like the competitor research. And then three is kind of a combination of both where you need to like iterate on what you learn from those two steps and do your own research. So go into some keyword tools and you can start with Google Keyword Planner. You can use uh, Ahrefs, SEMrush, Fifu. There's a ton of tools, but you can just try to figure out, you know, what are some other terms or variations that we might be able to go after that match that bucket of being high intent 
um, that we talked about at the beginning and take the information we learned from steps one and two of like primary research and then like competitor research and what are some different variations we can have. So when you have those three, that I feel like gives you a really strong foundation to like iterate on going forward. Got it. Makes sense. Imagine if there was a free tool to help you rank better on Google. Introducing Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. It audits your website and recommends changes to improve your search rankings and traffic. Ahrefs Webmaster Tools helps you analyze new backlinks from other sites and scope out future partnerships. We use it at my company, WebChoice, and recommend giving it a try for yours. Just search Ahrefs Webmaster Tools and give their free tool a trial today. Are you tired of the competition stealing your potential clients and website traffic just because they rank higher than you on Google for the main services or products you offer? Or maybe you're already investing in SEO or marketing, but your website's failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a steady flow of qualified sales leads. Or perhaps you already work with a web or SEO agency, but they're just not getting you the results they promised. Let's fix that. Get in touch with us over at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Mention the podcast and set up a call with Sam to see if we can help you with the results today. In terms of actually the customer research part, mm. any tips for what you like to do there for actually understanding from prospects client ideal customers themselves on what they might search i mean it's to be honest it's a process that i think is one of the hardest things in marketing even though it sounds the easiest because the reason i say that i think the easiest thing everyone will do and what i'll do is like i'll ask the internal team what do we think people would search for when they're looking for us and you'll get a set of answers which i think is a good start but on like the prospect and a customer side, there's a couple of different ways I've gone about it in the past. Um, a good way that I've done recently is, um, you know, I come from background at Refine Labs. This is something that we would, um, you know, advise clients to do. We're just asking like, how, um, how did you hear about us? And in those results, especially for uh, SaaS businesses I've been working with that are higher on the Google side, Google search side in terms of like inbounds, people will actually type in exactly what they searched. So it might be a little bit different than what you see in like uh, your system, like in HubSpot or whatever, but they'll type in like, I Googled this term to find you guys. And you were the first result I found. Like they'll like give that feedback. So that's one, um, that's another way. So it's like internal feedback. It's like, how did you hear about us? Then when you're actually like talking to like a customer or prospect, that's like a more nuanced, like customer interview where you set aside time with them and say, hey, you know, I want to talk about this list of things. Maybe you offer them incentive. Maybe they're a successful customer and they're willing to do it for free. Mm-hmm. But then you just ask them and you just ask them and you say, hey, what would you search for? How would you describe us? Is if you're yep. going to describe us to a colleague or if you're going to search for us at Google? So I think those are like three things that um, I've done, Sam. I don't know what you guys do on the organic side. That's typically how I'll start on the paid side. Asking customers. Yeah, yeah. Asking customers prospects how they describe your solution and the most commonly said items from those prospects is always good because that's literally the words coming out of their mouth and if 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 you're constantly getting the the same feedback then you know that's probably something you want to go after Mm -hmm. and that's that's always a good one i found but yeah those those other tips are nice like like you say if you are asking people how they heard about you and you're you're leveraging those as well because you know they work that's that's a good one um in terms of, let's say we've now we've drilled down on the, the search terms that we want to target, but we want to set up a solid foundation. And let's say we're we're happy. We understand that setting up a new paid ad, um, a new paid search campaign, a, li- a part of it is going to be experimentation because what works for a competitor might not necessarily work for us. Um, but are there any foundations that you should set down to put yourself in the best standing? So even if you are going in with a hypothesis, i.e. we've done research and we reckon we can probably acquire a demo for this cost, but what needs to be in play before you start splashing your cash 
Um, so it's more of a, uh, let's say a hedge bet. So more of a sensible bet than just chucking your cash into ads and hoping for the best. Splashing the cash. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think the foundational things that I would recommend you have in place, because if you break down a paid search campaign, right, you have a couple components on the paid search side, a couple components on your website, and then a couple components for tracking and reporting. So on the search side, you have, you know, the kind of the foundational things you need to get in place there where, you know, do we, are we, what kind of keywords are we going after? What type of match type are we doing? Um, and then there's like the ad itself. So getting somebody to click. So you figure out, okay, what keywords we're going to go after. Then we got to figure out the ad. How do we get somebody to click? Like what's going to be compelling copy there. And then once you get them to click and there's all those, you know, fundamentals in platform that you've got to get in place as well, like bidding, negative keywords, locations, all that stuff. But then once you get somebody to click on your ad and they land on your uh, website or landing page, how do you convert them? And so I think a foundational thing there is, you know, on that landing page and on the rest of your website, having messaging that's relevant, having good quality social proof, uh, being clear over clever, but still being compelling, which I think is a tricky balance to be clear, mm -hmm. but compelling. Um, so having a tight landing page and then uh, when they do convert, being able to track it, right? Like don't just start a campaign because you need to have a campaign. Like, no, okay, when somebody comes in, this is the next step. They will, you know, the thank you page after they've submitted the demo is they're going to book a calendar meeting with a sales rep. Or, you know, the next step is the sales team will get this notification and they'll follow up and we'll track it using this report and building this out. So not that you have to have everything done before you start, but to your point on the hedged bet, you do need to have a system in place to track and report on how efficient and how, uh, you know, how efficiently these leads are moving through the funnel. So that would be like the fundamentals that I'd see in my eyes, Sam. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Some nice tips. Um, and in terms of targeting, are there any, we've talked about going after like niche long tail searches, high intent searches, et cetera. Are there any lesser known ad strategies that you've done i mean we've had a few guests on the, here that have shared, shared some cheeky ideas but are there any unusual ones that perhaps companies have often overlooked that you like to occasionally recommend i mean i know there's a lot of stuff you can do on the paid search side like you can do some you know audience different like audience targeting strategies um on the paid search side with like observation audiences and switching them to targeting uh i know a lot of people are in b2b are experimenting with um, like different like performance max campaigns or doing broad keywords and kind of leaning into uh, Google's Google searches, uh, you know, kind of like algorithmic bidding and smart bidding. But I think mm. for me, Sam, like I, I think the, I think a lot of companies could stand to just benefit from executing on the fundamentals. I think like that's the lesser known thing because everybody is looking to try the next different hack or, you know, way I 10 X my results doing this. When in reality, I think of a lot of companies just broke it down to the fundamentals we were just talking about where it's like, get someone to go after the right keywords, set up your campaigns, right? Get someone to click on your ad, convert them and track them. Like five simple things that really a lot of companies, not for like lack of trying, but like don't even have those five things in place. And so it's kind of like a nail it before you scale it type thing where I think focus on those five things and then you can kind of like iterate on a couple of those things I mentioned uh, just here. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 that's that's fair. Now, landing pages. Should all paid search campaigns have a dedicated landing page? Can Do you think we can send people to a, a general website or a homepage? Because um, I've seen like everything and anything, right? And I'm sure you're, you're the same. Some people just send people to a generic product page. Others say, send everyone to the homepage. Some companies will have dedicated landing pages for almost each and every offer. Some will have com pages comparing them to their competitors. Like the list is almost endless, right? And the, the, the amount of creativity and testing that you can do with landing pages is, again, almost endless, depending on how detailed you want to go at it. Um, what are some, some of your tips on that side of things? Yeah, that's a good question. So landing pages, I think, come down to a couple of things. So it depends on the type of campaign you're running, right? Like if you're running a brand campaign, sure, you could probably send someone from the brand campaign to your homepage because they're looking for your brand. Uh, if you're running like a 
kind of a non-branded high intent campaign, you're going to want to probably send them to a product page, but a product page that matches the search intent of what they have, right? So for example, say if you sell construction software and you know the search term is construction reporting software, well, you want to send them to a page that is about their reporting and how your you know, uh, product solves that issue or does like reporting, right? But if they ask for, you know, like uh, going on that payroll example, I don't know why I'm really tied up with payroll. Mm-hmm. I, guess I, 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 had a, I had a demo of Gusto over the weekend trying it, to get my stuff set up. So I'm just, I'm on you, payroll today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, so like, you know, if someone's looking for construction payroll software, well, you wouldn't want to send them to the daily reporting software page. You want to send them to something about payroll. So, I mean, right. I think it it's, a, again, a resource question of, like, how strategic do we want to be? Like, can we support having all these one-to-one pages if they're not already built out? If we can, great. It's going to be more relevant. If we can't, then how do we create, you know, like a good landing page experience for, um, you know, prospects that are clicking through onto our site? But I think in terms of, like, building out, like, one-to-one pages, it just depends on the strategy, right? Like, if your strategy is, like, well... We want to go after these informational terms to have people download some content that's relevant to like, you know, the top of the funnel. Then that might be a good strategy for you. Um, but I, I think it all comes down to just you want to match the search intent of what you're going after. So like you talked about, like for a competitor campaign, if you're bidding on a competitor's keyword, you shouldn't just send the, you know, prospect to your homepage. It should probably be a, camp, uh, a page comparing you directly to that competitor is going to get you the best results at the end of the day, like paid search is pretty expensive and you want to make sure you're maximizing those dollars um, when you're spending them. Got it. Got it. On that note, mm-hmm. paid search can be very expensive. Wouldn't it be better to just invest in a review site that already ranks well on Google and has a decent amount of traffic, i.e. G2, Captera, um, Clutch, depending on your category. Wouldn't that be a cheaper, fast bet for some companies? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes down to like the strategic bets, right? Where it's like, you know, if you are in the SMS texting software space and there's, um, you know, so many different vendors in that space and there's a ton of search volume on Captera, Captera bet might be a really good bet to go after. And to see like, because it's the same principle where it's like, it's just a different type of search engine in a, in a way where people are going after, um the review sites and it's a PPC game. So you just said, Hey, here's my bid. Here's what I'm going to do to try to bid and get to the top. And so a hundred percent, I think that can be a really smart thing, especially on like the services side. Like, you know, if you're a services business, like an agency and you're on clutch, that's probably a smart bet. I'm sure like, I don't know what your guys experience has been there, but you know, that's people looking for an agency, looking for what you're doing and they want to go forward with, you know, and they're looking for somebody. So there's intent there. So I think it makes sense to show up where there's intent. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's kind of working working out what makes sense because like you say, the the annoying thing about these review sites and comparison sites is just they dominate organic search. So oh, yeah. whilst you have to whilst you have to pay them for a sponsored slot on their site, sometimes like us with Clutch and other sites, it's just worth it because they're they have a colossal amount of traffic, they have a colossal amount of pages. Their organic, mm-hmm. organic content is through the roof. So for certain search terms and certain niches, they just rank so well. So sometimes they just make more sense from a cost per acquisition point of view. Totally. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you know they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting and that's why they can charge to list you on the site because they're like, hey, we've invested in all this infrastructure. So I think it definitely makes sense. And it's one of those things where just like with paid search, I mean, this is a kind of like a subset of paid search, but it's like, you know, say, hey, this quarter, we're going to try out Captera. Or we're going to try out Clutch. Let's, you know, put a set amount of budget. Here's how we'll measure it. Here's our plan. And let, let, let's try it out and see if this can work for us. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And do you think paid search, if the company is in a, a market that has got demand there to capture because it's established and people are aware there's a solution for it, and let's say the company has worked out that there is, um, they've got some budget, they've they've kind of done the maths and it's worth it. Should paid search be one of your first go-to-market strategies? Like, or is it even your first? Like, let's say you've got a solid website there that does some of these things we talk about. Do you think paid mm-hmm. search is the first route to market? 
I mean, I think in terms of the like the like the bets on I would make first on the paid side. Yeah, paid search is definitely up there. I think there's two that I advise strategize and execute for clients is there's kind of two pieces of low hanging fruit. And I say low hanging in quotes because I really don't think there's a lot of low hanging fruit. It's like just like more a higher probability bet than uh, other pieces. But it's like for paid search, we're trying to get in front of people that are in market looking for what you're offering. So I think it makes sense to try to start there. Um, and then like, because the other piece I will, you know, kind of advise and help companies stand up is like, I just on like the retargeting side on paid social, like hitting people that have already been to your website, but haven't converted yet, staying yep. in front of them there. And so it's kind of like, those are the one, two punch. I would say it's like, let's stand up retargeting, make sure we're in front of people that are already aware of you. And then let's get in front of people that aren't aware of you, but um, are in market. And even if they don't convert, we're going to hit them with retargeting as well. So we're going to get, you know, it might've cost us $50 for that cost per click, but then we're going to go and retarget them and hit them 30 times with ads in the next month and convert them, even though we didn't convert them on the landing page. So I think it's mm. definitely up there in the beginning. But what I advise clients on is um, they're going to have to, you know, if they have success with paid search, they're going to need to invest in, in the organic side at some point. And honestly, the sooner, the better, because what you have a much better perspective on than I do, it does take more time on the organic side, typically to start to get like an organic result going. Um, and I know like, you know, if it's a more niche term, like maybe it's a little bit sooner time horizon, but eventually you're going to want to rank organically for those terms if you can, because it's just going to lower your customer acquisition costs over time. You make this upfront investment in SEO, you, uh, you know, maintain it, but then like, hopefully you become less dependent on paid over time. So you can invest that capital into other resources or just become more efficient and profitable. Yeah. 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 I think the issue I see is especially with funded companies, B2B tech often, um, SEO is often a hard internal sell to management, to execs because usually they're used to they're used to a few things they're used to spending a load of cash on ads because they can do everything that we've just talked about and get a reasonably fast route to market and maybe they'll assign some of that to review sites if if relevant they'll probably assign a chunk of cash to outbound sales to hit target accounts to book to book some meeting with those those target accounts that might not be in market right now but they know those are accounts they want to break into um and then that's that's probably some of the where the first cash lot might get spent. Maybe they'll do a few other pieces, maybe link some stuff on LinkedIn, some retargeting, etc. But then when you try and get the in, internal sell of SEO, the fact that some of these search terms might take three months, six months, or longer to get ranked for, um, that's when it becomes difficult. That's when unless that the people involved in the process are familiar with SEO, are familiar with organic search and how it works and the benefits, then it becomes a very, very difficult internal sell unless you have got someone from that marketing background or, or that has perhaps been a company before that has benefited from it. I'm not sure if you've, you've seen the same, Blake. No, I, I would say so. And I, I think what's tough, and I mean, this is not even representative of like, yes, uh, just the SEO side. This is really like a lot of marketing. I think a lot of people, because I see this a lot of time, like I, I was on a call with a uh, VP of marketing the other day that was, you know, uh, talking about potentially working together. And they were like, yeah, we've been burned by a lot of agencies in the past. Like we've been mm -hmm. burned by our past two agencies. And I think on the SEO side, um, some people have like just like been burned on like the time horizon or like, you know, there's there's people out there on both paid and organic search that like oversell the timeline and the impact and then once people get burned even if it's at a prior company they can get a little gun shy so i i think that definitely does happen but i think you know you have to look at it strategically and say like this is a strategic investment we're gonna make right like i think you can validate out a lot of stuff with paid search but the goal is like not to always be spending 30k a month on google ads the goal is like what if we could get that down to 15 then we could reallocate that 15 into another higher we could reallocate that 15 into uh, creating content, into events, into a ton of different stuff. And so I think like that's the lens. I definitely see it, what you're talking about, Sam. But I think that's the lens like marketing leaders and executives have to take is like, mm -hmm. okay, I don't always want to be spending this amount of money on Google search every month. 
I want to decrease that over time. So I'm going to, you know, make a strategic investment in SEO and I know it'll take time. That's why I have paid search running because I still have to hit my results, but you know, I want to get that going in the background so I become less dependent on the paid side. Cause I think that's the best outcome for companies if they can get to that point. That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, essentially what you said on long term, you can lower your ad spend. And I suppose the good thing about doing paid search and everything we've discussed is as well as that, you can almost seed out the opportunities that might work well on SEO. So you can trial out maybe some more unusual, longer tail, high intent, niche specific keywords. And if, if you're capturing quite a lot of inquiries, quite a lot of demo requests, consult requests with those, then you might think, well, actually, that might work really well on SEO. That's definitely one that we're going to want to add to our list to, to target there. And as you mentioned, over time, you can reduce your ad spend. Um, I suppose the other thing is a, a good benefit about SEO is the, the fact that you're not paying for every click, but it's, it's evergreen right. content most of the time you're producing. So it's more of a, a longer term asset. So if you are building out like useful service pages, information pages, product pages, blog articles, et cetera, on your website, yes, they might take a lot of work up front to actually put out generally helpful content, answers your customers' questions, handles their objections, all that good stuff. But once it starts ranking, that, that's it really on the basis that you're putting out good stuff and that's, that's actually answering matching search intent then that content can bring in inbound for years to come. Um, not just now, but literally months and years to come. So that's that's the thing that's, I guess, often overlooked. Um, the fact that it can just keep bringing it in. But it's it's gotta be it's gotta have that that correct foundation. Like you say, it's it's gotta be well thought out. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, when I've thought about like the timeline, because a lot of a lot of people, you know, like a lot of things in marketing will just like take time, right? Like if I am in sales, like sales honestly still takes time. Like you have sales reps that ramp up. Like that's why it's a ramp mm. up period because it takes time to learn and do that. So in the same way, like marketing programs take time to ramp. And like you said, SEO might take a little bit longer to ramp than say a paid program, but that long tail is there where you're going to benefit. And I think marketing leaders do no fault of their own. Most of the time can kind of fall into, um, you know, a, a tough spot where they have to prioritize the short term and hit the short term goals. And they can't make that investment for the long term because they have to hit the short term results. And I think that, you know, if they, if they, if you were to sit down and say like, okay, you're going to be in this role for the next three years at least. So what are the things that you want to have really humming each year? I think every single market leader you talk to would say, I want to get SEO going in addition to my paid, I think it's just a, a challenge of saying, can I prioritize that with my current budget? Because like the long tail is there. Like it could totally definitely work, help you decrease ad spend, everything we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts? I'm not going to name names, but there's a lot of B2B marketing in inverted brackets leaders on LinkedIn saying Google search is going down. Hardly anyone uses Google search these days. Everyone goes to communities or dark social or hidden channels that can't be measured, i.e. WhatsApp, Slack groups, Discord, whatever, you name it, channels that aren't directly attributable. Um, so Google search is becoming less and less relevant, i.e. every time I see these posts. So I always kick off and give my two cents because um, I'm not against these channels, right, to put my perspective out there. I think communities are awesome. I think educating the market entertaining the market around your niche, giving out valuable advice, whether that's media, whether that's podcast content. I think it's great. I think it is a great way to become the go-to in your sector. But at the same time, when the when I see these things, I know I get fired up, but what, what are your thoughts, Blake? I think a lot of it depends on the industry you're in, to be honest, or excuse me, the industry you're selling into, to be honest. So I've, um, so like my, I right now, you know, I have, doing bull media full-time um we have about uh i think we're gonna have about eight clients as of like next week and so there's eight clients that like i'm seeing also in different industries um previously before bull media i worked in-house at two b2b tech companies one was a series d selling into the supply chain logistics space uh, another one was a small b2b tech company selling into like corrections um so like here in the states like you know like uh the, the justice system and then at Refine Labs, when I worked there, I worked with six different companies and some were selling 
into uh, to marketers. Some were selling to employer branding um, uh, professionals, and then others were selling to, like call centers. So the reason I bring all that up is it all depends on who you're selling to. Like that narrative, I think is true for a lot of like B2B SaaS and tech. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people that do Slack communities, spend time on LinkedIn. But like when you see who's having success on LinkedIn, it is companies that sell to sales, sell to marketing, sell to HR recruiting. Um, and then like maybe like sell to founders. Like those are like the big companies. Like think of all the ones that have made a name and done a great job over the years, which rightfully so. But like Gong sells to sales, Drift sells to marketing. Refine Labs crushed it on LinkedIn, but they sell the marketers, right? And so I think it depends on who you're selling to because uh, the example I gave earlier, like that, how did you hear about us? So that company, they sell uh, to the contact center space and mm. they have an overwhelming um, response on the Google search side. Like that's just where people in that space are searching. That's not to say they're not in communities and on LinkedIn, but a larger proportion of them come from the Google search side so it makes sense that they're investing on the paid search side and organic search for that. So it all really comes down to who you're selling to, because that's that's the data that you need to go after. So I definitely don't think, um, you know, SEO is dead by any means. And I think that I mean, it is interesting to see like what will happen with like ChatGPT and all of that, even though I think some of that might be a little overhyped at this point. Mm -hmm. But um, it all just depends on who you're selling to. At least that's my experience, Sam. That's possibly one of the best summaries of it I've ever heard. Um, and I'd never thought of it from that perspective. I've always thought of it from a like more general perspective, i.e. everyone buys. Like My point of view on it is, is this, and I like yours. Um, everyone's a bit different. So some people, like especially in B, in B, if you're buying a big piece of B2B software or a big B2B service, like it's tens of thousands of pounds or more or dollars, it's not a quick decision. Um, it's something that you're going to think about and discuss internally, probably weigh up two to three options or so, and then slowly make your decision. Um, so the chances are like, yeah, you might you might ask for a referral from your friend. If you're in a community or a group, you might ask one person there and then you might get the third vendor from a Google search and you'll weigh them up. Or like you say, if you're not even in a community, maybe you'll just go to Google and find three vendors and then weigh them up. Like the way everyone does their business is a bit different. So if you're closing yourself off, into like the way of thinking like i'm going to go all in the communities fine but make sure your idle clients are actually all in there before you put all of your eggs into one basket rather than going multi-channel um because like we've talked about like even google ads seo is 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 put to its best when you retarget on other platforms because not everyone converts on their first visit to your website so really thinking about how your audience act where they hang out and where they behave is marketing fundamentals and I, I really like the point that you made that most people on linkedin are either sellers marketers or hr so that's why they, they often agree with these points of view when you think there's so many more industry industries especially in b2b yeah i mean like they, to give you an example right like um you know i worked uh with a client and they have they're selling to like strength and conditioning coaches which is like we're, we're hitting them on linkedin um and we're hitting them on facebook as well but they're also like really active on twitter um, hmm. and so like, you know, that's a case where it's like my, my specialty and like what we, um, go after is LinkedIn, Facebook and, uh, Google search as well as some Bing search. Um, and so like my specialty isn't necessarily on Twitter, but that's like a good viable channel for like community for this uh, particular client. Right. And so like they're active on there, their founders active on there, there's conversations happening. Um, so it's like the contact centers being active on Google search, that example I give of, you know, people being active on Twitter for strength and conditioning coaches is for college and universities, or it's like developers. I know um, historically I haven't marketed your developers for any clients I've worked with, but I know that they spend a lot of time on like Reddit, maybe like discord, different things like that. So it all right. does just come down to like, like you said, it's marketing fundamentals. It's like, where are your, uh, where are your ideal clients at and how are they searching? Because on the other, on the flip side, I think what we're talking about here is like, uh, you know, like, uh, what's the right term for like national SEO or like global SEO, not like local SEO. Right. Oh, Cause on the for flip sure. side, yeah. Cause like on the flip side, which I know this isn't the focus here, but like the flip side, like local SEO, like a hundred percent, every company that's local should be prioritized in local SEO because like people are searching for a vendor near them, but that's all because, you know, you're focusing on 
your ideal client. So if I am, you know, living wherever here, I am in Cleveland, Ohio. And if I'm looking for a roofer, like I'm going to search roofing company, Cleveland, Ohio. So it's a, just a different buying motion when you're, you know, doing something local versus national. So it all just comes back down to fundamentals and knowing how to apply them and how to take, take, take what's good from what you learn and see on LinkedIn, but also be like, I also need to focus on what does this mean for my specific organization and market? I think is mm. the, the takeaway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you think that Google ads work better when SEO is being run, i.e. if someone searches for what you do or searches for your solution or similar um, or even a branded search and they see both an ad and an organic listing, do you think that's that's something that's worth going for or do you think people these days ignore organic, or ignore ads or place more importance in organic or what are your thoughts around that? I mean, I think it depends. If you're ranking highly on the organic side uh, for a lot of um, those like higher intent terms, I would think about not running ads there. And then if you see a decrease in performance, like maybe, you know, you like you pulse it, you try it for a month, you stop it for a month, compare the two performance wise. Um, But I, I think at the end of the day, right, it depends on what you're prioritizing. Like if you've made the SEO investment and you're ranking there, and you're prioritizing efficiency as a business, I wouldn't do paid search next to it. But if you're prioritizing growth um, over efficiency, then right. 100%, I think it makes sense. Like, let's do paid, let's do organic. And then for that review site, let's make sure if they click on that, like we talked about, they're really strong in the SERP. Let's make sure that we're ranking at the top there too. So it all just comes down to business priorities um, and like whether you're looking at efficiency or growth. Got it. Got it. So what what's our bottom line? PPC or SEO? Both. Just depends. <laughs> a happy medium. Yeah. So I, I should have a should have a spicier take, especially being on the paid side. <laughs> I thought you were gonna just, start the show with like a sign of SEO and just setting it alight and burning it and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that that, that that was coming. I had somebody talk me out of it. No, but it really just it, it, it comes down to I I guess both or one or none is actually gonna be my take because just comes down to business fundamentals. Like we talked about, like what makes sense for you, for your organization and how your buyers buy, that'll guide your strategy. Nice one. Blake, enjoyed the chat, sir. Appreciate you coming on. Please do tell everyone more about how they can connect with your business, connect with you on LinkedIn and any way you'd like to send our audience, sir. Yeah, Sam, appreciate that. It's been great being on. Um, so I'm pretty, let's say relatively active here on LinkedIn. So if you want to, uh, connect with me. I'm just uh, Blake Strezik, Bull Media here on LinkedIn. You can find me. Uh, feel free to uh, DM me. Um, and then also one thing I do is uh, since I you know went full time into Bull Media is I run these things called office hours. So every Friday I have four 15 minute consulting meet and greet slots where um, you know I talk with like marketers um and just like other people anyone that's like looking for like feedback on their paid demand gen efforts and i just try to like provide as much feedback free consulting anything i can uh, for them so if you're interested in that you can see that on my uh, linkedin profile and uh yeah that's about what i've got sam legend and we'll put all of those links over in the show notes at businessgrowth.marketing and with that i want to thank you once again blake enjoy the chat all right likewise sam appreciate you man Cheers, man. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, a quick rating or review on Apple or Spotify is appreciated. Or if you're on YouTube, a subscribe goes a long way. And with that, we'll catch you on the next one for more no BS B2B marketing tips and advice to grow your revenue. Catch you on the next one.